Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a Baywatch, because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm uh, Morgan Thrap. Oh, that's a fun way to say your name. Uh, it sure is. I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what came over me, but I just decided to run with it. I think it's the power of this episode. It could be. It could be. There's a lot of, uh, maybe power is a descriptor for this episode. I'm not sure, honestly. I think it might be. Uh, I recently, I have been watching a lot of movies because uh, my partner also watches a lot of movies, and so I've been competing. Wow, wait! And you watch movies? Their, uh... <laughs> Whoa! I mean, I mean, yes, and by that I mean I believe I'm at forty six movies for the year so far. Um, wow! It is uh, January eleventh. Just so you it, know, it sure is. Uh, yes, forty six movies this year. Now, to be clear, some of those are short films. Um, well, that's so... cheating. Sort of, but I'm still at 47 hours. Okay. So, considering it's the 11th, I feel like that's pretty reasonable. Well, look, Um, you're speaking to the guy who did, like, 580-something albums last year. So, like, look, I'm not one to judge. (laughs) (laughs) But what I was going to say is I've been doing uh, M. Night Shyamalan recently. Uh, I just watched uh, The Last Airbender today, which... uh, I gotta say, for as bad as everyone told me that movie was going to be, it is somehow significantly worse. Uh, Um, Have I told you the story about when I went to see that? No. I had never seen a Shyamalan movie, and I had never seen Avatar. Uh, (laughs) But Andrew took me to go see it, and we heckled it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we were, like, 17, um, and everybody in the theater was heckling it. Except for the mom and her, like, six-year-old daughter behind us, who got very upset when uh, Andrew said, I like to see her moon cycles, am I right? Uh, (laughs) The girl was like, Mom, what does that mean? She's like, shut up. (laughs) She's like, like, I'm going to call security on you. And it's like, we're just talking about moon cycles, you know? Yeah. Come on. Uh, but that movie is trash. Yes. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's but bad say, and racist. Oh, God. It's so racist. And all of the actors just seem so bored. Yes. Um, but I was going to say this this episode, you know, I feel like it's got some M. Night Shyamalan vibes to it. Oh, maybe maybe the true killer is the trees. <laughs> uh, God, that movie was really bad. The Happening? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen enough reviews of The Happening that I never even need to see The Happening to know everything that happens in The Happening. <laughs> I know all the happenings in The Happening. Yeah, well, that's that's all you can really happen for. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of what's happening today, mm-hmm. this is Baywatch Season 3 Episode 17, The Tower. Ooh. Ooh. And it is written by Deborah Schwartz and Michael Burke, and you can tell. And, yeah. And it is directed by Gregory Jamegory Bodenegory. 
aired <laughs> February 8th, 1993. Let's talk about some guest stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Sturk. <laughs> Love that last name. Sturk. Thank it's you. very letter, Kenny. Sturk, yes. Uh, plays Ron. Uh, uncredited Ron plays Ron. This is his first of 18 appearances on this show. Mostly oh. uncredited all through 1999. Wow. All as Ron. Uh, wow. Yeah, really killing the Ron business out here. Uh, now, we had Ron Sturk, but what about Don Stark? <laughs> Don Stark plays Policeman. You may know him as oh. Nick the Nose in Star Trek First Contact, who is a man with, uh, with a, a metal nose. A nose, yeah. I'm going to assume? Huh? Yeah, he has a yep. metal nose. He's Nick the Nose. All right. Uh, you may also know him as the voice of Rhino in Spider-Man the Animated Series. Um, oh, you may also know him as Bob on that 70s show. Not like that's not his most memorable role. The IMDb does not list as his most memorable role. Uh, huh. Uh, but to be honest, there's basically no one else we're talking about in this episode. Even our villains stopped acting in 1999. Um, yeah. And good thing. Which is a shame. What? I, I actually thought he was decent. Oh, I hated episode. him. Oh, we're going to have some very different opinions about this episode. Interesting. I, I will say, because I was looking into the guy who played the villain, and I don't remember his name, and I can't be bothered to look it up. Fair. Um, But apparently he did a lot of theater acting, and like that was the majority of his career, Makes which sense. is why IMDb didn't list much for him. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, like, to be clear, he was hammy as shit and chewing the scenery, but, like, I don't know. I kind of felt like it worked for the role. It was... Uh I'm going to make a statement here that you might disagree with. I think this is the hammiest acting we've ever seen in Baywatch. It's it's up there. If not the hammiest, I, it's it's like top there's like remember least. that episode where uh, there's like a murder at a water park. Yeah, that was pretty hammy. This is like it was three times that. <laughs> yeah, because like I he does the like weird Fargo accent sometimes. He'll say things oh, like yeah. whip, uh, you know, yes. or he'll be like, ha 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 ha, summer, autumn, fall, uh, winter. Was such a dumb line. There's so many dumb lines in this episode. I yes. And I have made sure to, to write about them so we can talk about them. Um, Perfect. I've got a couple written down myself. Yes. Um, Speaking of, shall we get into it? Let's do it to it. We start off with Summer and Slade dancing in the surf to a 90s female singer-songwriter Lilith Fair type song. That would be... Oh, no, it wouldn't be, because you're not watching the original. That's right. That, that, I am not. That's fair. Uh, this montage, like... I forgot Slade existed. Let's just be honest. Yes. Um, and mm -hmm. I... It was nice. I Yeah. It, 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 I guess... Sure. Um, in the original, this is Chase the Clouds Away by the Rembrandts. But mm. in my version, I get In My Life by Larry Antonino. Uh, Morgan, mm. could you please read here In My Life by Larry Antonino? Sure. When I think about the love that's in my life bring, <laughs> these simple words come to me. 
loving you so forever i have known this will always be our home because you're the sunrise the rain falling down the moonlight all the beauty in my life you're the angel the saint that i found a new light all the love that's in my life now and then i dream about the sunrise in your eyes the winds of change are all in my mind needing you so together we will know this will always be our home because you're the sunrise the rain falling down the moonlight all the beauty in my life you're the angel Saint that I found a new light. Oh, I forgot to copy the last line. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> all, all the love that's in my life. Whoops, whatever. Uh, I think, I think at some point we should make an album of you singing some of these original songs. Oh God, I I, I kind of do want to cut those to the like instrumental track if I can find it. I don't think you could find the instrumental track, but you could probably like turn down the volume <laughs> on it and then just sing over it. <laughs> I, I think that would be amazing. Honestly, yeah. what we should do is we should reach out to like Baywatch and be like, yo, I know like these can't be licensed songs, right? Cause you don't really credit, you credit them, but like, right. Where else are they? You know, right. reach out to the singers and be like, yo, can you, do you have the instrumental yeah. version? Can you give it to us so we can sing over it? Oh, man. <laughs> we'll just message Larry Antonino and be like, yo, Lair. Yeah. <laughs> I call him Lair. <laughs> He's my friend. Uh, and be like, yo, Lair, can I have the song? And he'll be like, mm -hmm. of course, Big Mike. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he calls Hey, me. Larry Ants, it what you doing? <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't I really don't. Um <laughs> Yeah, so this montage is the um, uh, more bearable, less bearable of the montages. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love either of them. No. Um, but we do learn that this montage was just Summer's fantasy. Uh, Pretty lame fantasy. Yeah, right? It's just them, like, twirling in the surf. Um but then sleep like girl, you, by Summer's Tower. Like, girl, you've, hmm? you've slept with him. Come on. <laughs> she has? I mean, I have to assume so. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, you don't... You don't both very attractive. You don't date Jimmy Slade and then not sleep with him. <laughs> I mean, on That's your... true. And I would have to assume, like, on a waterbed. You know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he knows the motion of the ocean because he's a it's surfer. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to regret that. Gets, do you think when he gets undressed, he yells, surfs up? <laughs> he uh, yells, cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> when he, he's done, he, he says, oh, shit, I beefed it. <laughs> God. Does he call jerking off hanging ten? Um, or hanging five, maybe. I don't know. Depends on if he uses one hand or two. Um, <laughs> no. God. I mean, um, yes, probably. <laughs> we should interview Jimmy Slade and ask him about jerking off. We should. 
Welcome to Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men ask people <laughs> questions about jerking off. Yeah, I mean, hey, it feels like it is not even close to the worst idea we've had on this podcast. Um, so. yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, but yes, Slade stops by Summer's Tower and gives her a ring that he got from his mom, who told him to wait until he found the right girl. And I guess Summer is that girl. We haven't really seen any evidence <laughs> yeah. of this. Yeah, she um, she doesn't know what to say. Like she, because it's real weird yeah she she said wow this is amazing and he says uh just say you'll never take it off and like mm-hmm. she's a lifeguard so that's gonna come off in the water yeah <laughs> um but after this we learn that mitch is on a phone call with garner who is in hawaii and mitch is like don't worry about anything we've got it covered here at the headquarters um, and I guess it's just an excuse for Garner to not be in this episode. Which, like, uh, normally when you don't have Gar- when with Garner, it's just like, just don't write him in. I don't know. He can't handle right. everything. He's one police. I guess, I guess since, it's, since it's such a, like, police-heavy episode, it would be a little weird if he wasn't involved. But I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know if Garner's specialty is... Uh, you know, serial crime Hostage negotiation. Oh, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> um, but while Mitch is on the phone, Hobie is sneaking a spy camera under the door. Um, and it turns out it's for his science fair project. Um, and then, uh, is it summer? No, no, Stephanie. No, no. By? What What is his science fair project, Morgan? Something to do with optical cables or something. It's fiber optic technology to make a camera Mm -hmm. this boy Mm -hmm. four-year-old (laughs) seven-year-old between four and 32 year old boy has made a fiber optic camera in 1993 (laughs) what yeah i was pretty confused about this um but then the scene got a lot worse um, because one of the Stephanie. female lifeguards, Stephanie, shows <laughs> I thought you said one of the human lifeguards. <laughs> That's like, oh, that narrows One of it. the alien lifeguards. <laughs> what if they had a lifeguard who's just like a bear in disguise? Uh, oh, that, that would be, be great. That would be, would be I want bear watch. <gasps> bear watch. Oh, we need bear watch. Oh, that's our. OK, so remember how we talked uh, about writing an episode or writing a fanfic? We're writing bear watch. Yes. That's uh, it. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just casting all of the lifeguards as bears. No, 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 no. I think we should just have all the normal people but one bear. Oh. Just, like, one bear who covertly yeah. is like, I'm not a bear. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, Officer Bear, you, you're you weird in your ways, but you get the job done. And he's like, Brr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But Summer has come by to ask if Hobie found the money that he dropped outside of the women's locker room earlier. Uh, And Mitch realizes that what Hobie has been doing is using his fiber optic camera to spy on the women's locker room. So Hobie makes up some excuses and is like, I dropped some money and I should take my camera now and finish my science project. And Mitch is like, no, I think this camera stays here with me. And then once Hobie leaves, he goes, women's locker room. That's a good idea. And I hated it. Yep. Yep. I hated it so much. Here's the thing. 
I have reason to believe that Hobie is not lying. And that's because mm-hmm. he's so young that puberty hasn't yes. hit in yet. Because <laughs> he's like five, you know. Yeah, except that we've textually had him like hitting on girls in the show. I mean, he's bad at it. <laughs> well, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't think you need to be good at flirting to put a spy camera in a woman's locker room. <laughs> if anything, the worse you're at it, probably the more likely. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Okay, so um, actually it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, but after this, uh, Jackie, Summer's mom, shows up with Summer's lunch. Um, and we see that a bunch of cops are arriving. Um, and so Summer has to go rescue someone. And there's a guy in the storm drain that's the same place Hobie got stuck in season one. Yep. But then our our guy Kilmer breaks out of the storm drain gate. Yeah, it's just like a hammer and he just hits the lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we learn that this guy is a murderer named Kilmer who, quote, makes Hannibal Lecter look like little Bo. What a horrible line. Yes, what if, it was very And stupid. also, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, because, look, Kilmer, spoilers, is a bit of a comical villain. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hannibal Lecter, okay, murders people, eats people. Yes. Um, and if we're using the, um, like, the TV show Hannibal version of Hannibal, um, is, like, a genius Yes, uh, which Kilmer is not. Yeah, which <laughs> man, we should have done a podcast on Hannibal. <laughs> no, we should have. Oh, that man. show's too good. Yeah, um, but it's it's such a weird throwaway line. The actor also doesn't inspire a lot of confidence when he says it. But also, no. why is Jackie there? Yes, I was also wondering that. Why is she at the police briefing? Yeah, um, she just sort of yeah. No, the stuck actor around. The actor playing Officer Sloan, who is this, like, main detective guy, is not very good no. in this episode. Now, in fairness, he's given almost nothing to work with. Yeah. Um, but he's not doing very much with what he's given. Yeah. Um, so, some more background to Kilmer. Apparently, for the past mm-hmm. 17 years, he's been locked up and not responded mm-hmm. to any sort of rehab. Maybe yes. because rehab isn't what you should be. I mean, after like year three, five, I don't know if it wasn't yeah. working. Maybe you should have tried something different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a thought, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm just a guy with a podcast. <laughs> it definitely uh, feels like he has been uh, failed by the system. Exactly. Um, but then we see Kilmer just kind of chilling on the beach while the cops look for him. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So mm-hmm. what happens first is that uh, there was a guy. So when the summer went to make her save, there was a woman who, who was having heat stroke. And they showed all of these people on the beach and they zoomed in on this random guy in a Hawaiian shirt. So then yeah. the guy in a Hawaiian shirt is walking past the storm drain, which Kilmer is in. Kilmer has broken the, the lock so he can really open and close it. He jumps out at this guy uh, and attacks the Hawaiian shirt guy. Raz, they say, he escaped from a mental institution. Um, And really, it made me want to just play Ding and Rampa instead of watch this episode. But uh, then they also reveal that the guy, Kilmer, tortured the woman who is supposed to testify against him in a murder trial. 
Um, so they're just trying to build up the guy as you know this whole like the macavity of <laughs> the, the Idris Elba of of murderers. Uh, and so then he beats up the guy, takes mm-hmm. the clothes. Uh, and so the police come and they miss him because he's dressed like someone else. So mm-hmm. now they're closing the beach and he's there just sitting on a beach. And uh, he pulls out a gun, hides it in his belt. And then yeah. uh, then Summer comes along. Yeah. Well, before Summer comes along, we see Hobie find the dead body of the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. Gasp! Um, but yeah, Summer's like, hey, sir, you need to leave the beach. And Kilmer's like... I don't want to. <laughs> it's um, so bad. It's so bad. It's so good. Oh, I love it so and, much. And Summer is also pulling. God, Summer. The last few episodes, like Summer is pulling her 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 truest Razzie best for worse acting. I don't know. I thought she was decent in this scene. She just looks fucking fed up with this dumbass who's like being weird and creepy on a beach. By this dumbass who's being weird and creepy on her beach, do you mean Gregory Bonin? <laughs> well, <laughs> probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but then we go back to the headquarters where Jackie wants to go on the beach to see Summer, but the cops just won't let her because, you know, there's a murderer on the beach. Um, so then Mitch uh, takes the detective Sloan to go see the body in the storm drain. Um... Then we cut over and we see Stephanie getting into one of her lifeguard trucks. But, uh uh-oh, what's that? Kilmer's hiding in the passenger seat of the truck (laughs) and holds her hostage. Um, It's what she could could easily just move one step away and not be in danger. Yeah, this whole plot seemed very stupid. Okay, so it gave you an idea. Imagine you open up a door to your car. And you mm-hmm. see in the passenger side a guy sort of stuck with the door. His door, his side door is closed. He's stuck like underneath mm-hmm. the seat and he's kind of cr- cramped up and he's got a gun. And you're on the like the side by the, you know, the handle to open up the door. You could literally just move at a downward right angle really quickly and get away. <laughs> uh, and then he would run yeah. out. Then you just get back in your car and then drive off and you're fine. Like, not fine. Yeah. There's a guy with a gun. But like. Sure. He's probably going to shoot you as you drive away. But. Yeah. But. OK, stop ruining my plan here. Uh, I, I'm just saying it's not really that. I mean, it's dangerous. There's a guy with a gun. But like, there's a way to avoid it. And yeah. Also, he's the most comical villain. It's it's oh, basically. Yeah. um all the all the Twitter memes you would see of people making like motivational posts as the Joker, that's Kilmer. Yes. Oh god, yeah. Oh no, it's so good. I love it. He's <laughs> such a fucking cheesy villain. Um his my favorite bit of this little exchange is that he's like, Alright, Stephanie, you're gonna drive me off the beach, and she's like, No one's allowed off the beach right now. They'll stop me and search the truck, and he goes they won't search your truck because you're a lifeguard and I need you to rescue me. Yes, yes. Um, and I was like, yes, I love this episode and I love this man. He, he also uh, says, I need you to put your hands on the wheel. Yes. <laughs> Which is just like, what is your accent, dude? Yeah. 
at one point she reaches for like the hazard lights very obviously and he goes it would be to your advantage to keep both hands on the wheel. <laughs> and I was like, yes, exactly. This is this is what I want from a Baywatch episode. Like, it's not good, but it's fucking great. <laughs> OK. Um, but so then uh, Mitch radios Stephanie's truck, among other trucks, and uh Kilmer's like, you better answer that no, his, radio call. He says, um, no, his exact words are, oh, yes. If your voice or w- your words betray me, Lieutenant Holden, I will silence them forever. Yes. Oh, so good. Um, so then Stephanie tells Mitch a story about finding the parents of a lost boy who is very sad and scared and in her truck. Because that's what Kilmer tells her to do. And Kilmer um, does a bad fake cry. And you yes, can hear it. Just picked up over the radio. Yep. He just goes, oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, whoa, what? Oh, it's so good. I love it. We're living in Kilmer's world, honestly. <laughs> um, but uh, Mitch sees straight through this because he's like, Lifeguards don't do that. We would bring the kid back to HQ. Which we have um, evidence of in yeah. season one, episode three, Heat Wave, where oh, we also yeah. saw the storm drain. Right, right, right. Um, but so he realizes that Kilmer must be in the truck. So Stephanie and Kilmer make it to a checkpoint, but there's cops there. So he makes her turn around. Um, and then he takes her to Summer's Tower and uh, threatens to shoot her unless all the trucks are off the beach in 30 seconds. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. We have a few things we need to... Sure. Okay, so one, he he got up out of his cramped position uh, right. and says, there's still a reason to stay down there. And then he says, pain means different things to different people, Stephanie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then he, he stops in front of... They stop in front of Summer's Tower, and we see Slade in the water... Looking confused and or scared and or happy is acting as yes. so bad. I can't really tell. Uh, no idea. But it's just like so like, I guess it I think in canon Slade is just like super ADHD. But like he just is so hyper focused on his surfing. Mm-hmm. He does not notice anything else, which one I thought the beach I, at that time wouldn't allow surfing that time of day based on the general rules I'm picking up at the beach. Yeah. And as well, he can't hear and see that everyone else literally has left. Um, yeah. He's a bit hyper-focused. Yeah. He's a, a bit of an idiot, I would say a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Slade being in the water will become important later, except not actually really at all. No. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, Eventually, uh, all of the trucks leave because they can't get a clear shot at Kilmer. And Mitch is like, oh, wait, sorry. priority is protecting my people. We, we miss another thing or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so on on the way. Uh, so they park in front of Summer's Tower and then they're going up the ramp and Summer. Decides, oh, yeah, I was I was about to get. To oh, well, that happens before the Mitch thing. Oh, right, right. I couldn't I didn't write down the Mitch thing, so I couldn't remember what order that happened. OK, I got it. Don't worry. Um, 
But yeah, so basically we see uh, Kilmer taking Stephanie up to Summer's tower, but we also see that Summer is still in that tower Uh and she's got a broom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, She is going to use that broom to try and trip Kilmer when he backs slowly into the lifeguard tower. Um, And then Mitch orders everyone to leave. Um, because his job is protecting people and your job is not, or whatever that line is. Yeah, it's it's weird that the Mitch says the police don't have jurisdiction because it's his beach. Mitch, what do you right. think a lifeguard is? Like, right. like what? Like, it's the police, man. Um, yeah. But also, summer tripping, and so summer... Uh, Summer trying to trip him is very funny. Um, because, it's so funny because she should have just walked out early and just swung at his head. Uh, right. Uh, honestly, uh, also it massively fails. Uh, because- oh yeah, completely. So she she puts the like broom handle at like slightly above ankle level, and he backs into it and just like falls on his butt, but retains hold of Stephanie and the gun and just points it at Summer. Um, which again, it just like, yes, I get that there's a gun, but like, it really did feel like there were a million different ways that people could have managed to escape his not very smart hostage taking. Just close Um, the door. (laughs) Just close the door. He can't get in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But then at this point, we see that Slade, uh, has noticed what's going on. So he sneaks up to the tower Um, and then, then we get a whole bunch of super overwritten dialogue from Kilmer in the tower, which uh, Summer and Stephanie are going to obey his every order. So, so first off, he has the gun pointed at Summer and Summer does her now classic deer in the headlights look, which yes, I, I hate. Yeah, I love, um, it's like, okay, if you've never watched an episode with Summer in it. I don't want to shit on Nicole Eggert because she's trying. She's trying her hardest, but and I think she has some good moments. I do too, but the deer in the headlights look for me is so funny uh, because it's the most like summer or N- Nicole just do anything else, just do literally yeah. anything else to show yeah. your confusion here. But her mouth agape, she's just staring at him, and he's like, "What's your name?" And she's like, uh, "Summer." And so then he sits on a bucket uh, yes. and says, "They need to. We need to secure our fortress." So because of this, Slade starts climbing the tower quietly, and Summer is outside yes. trying to just close the the flaps on the outside of the tower because you can close it up. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Summer, be quiet." So she boards up the windows. I mean, she could just run away, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then. We get another classic Kilmer line. Uh, oh, is this the uh, who guards yeah, the yeah. lifeguards? <laughs> oh, okay, here. Morgan, um, I would like you to read this, please. Absolutely. Who guards the lifeguards' life when the lifeguards' life needs guarding? Hmm? <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. I started dying <laughs> That part said that. Kid Corp. Didn't make me corpse. It's an amazing line. Honestly, it's so good. Uh, I wish that were I wish that were the motto of this show. I also just want Baywatch to start 
badly misquoting classic poetry more often. Um, <laughs> because, oh my god. I have a feeling we'll get more of that, honestly. I really hope so. I have a feeling that, like, we have not seen peak hammy acting. Mm-hmm. I have, like, just... I, I, I hope you probably have the same idea that, like, based on where I see the show going... Like, as the show gets less and less popular, they're just going to get more and more hammy actors. Oh, I sure hope And it's going to so. make for some good shit. Absolutely. Um, this is also, uh, somewhere in here is where uh, Kilmer's like, Summer, your name is Summer, Autumn, Fall, Winter, Spring. Uh, <laughs> it's so tough. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um... But yeah, as uh, Summer is going through, closing up the tower, like boarding up all the windows, like you said, um, he sees Slade somehow and starts shooting at him, which hits him in the shoulder. And so Slade falls off the tower and then gets into the lifeguard truck that's parked right in front of it. That scene was pointless. It was like, why was Slade there in the first place? Correct. Uh, And then he's not in the rest of the episode. It's just there for us to be like, finally, Slade gets his comeuppance for being mm-hmm. annoying <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then Stephanie's like, you should let Summer go. And he's like, what if instead I just fired my gun into the air a whole bunch? <laughs> um, and I guess it's a good thing he has unlimited ammo. Uh, turned on the yeah. god mode <laughs> cheat before he got in this tower, I guess. Um, it, this scene was amazing. One Okay, one, Stephanie tells Kilmer he doesn't need both of them. Right. Which is a bad idea to tell yes. a murderer mm-hmm. because he'll kill one of you. Two, this scene is so uncomfortable. Um, oh, it's very weird. It's because he just starts shooting holes in the tower while they're screaming. Yeah. And it's one of the most uncomfortable, like, legitimately uncomfortable things I've seen in Baywatch. And I've seen Hobie hit on a lot of older women. Um, <laughs> And this was more uncomfortable than that because yeah. it's just like it's kind of long. It's yeah. a lot of screaming. Oh yeah, it goes on for a solid like forty five seconds to a minute. Yeah, it's it's a lot, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> I um, was just like, man, d- did they just get like put in all the footage that they had? Because he shoots <laughs> so many bullets. He does. And then once the shooting starts, this makes SWAT start to move in. Um, but then we learn that all of his weird shooting and maniacal laughter was so that he would have peepholes. Um, so he sees, <laughs> he sees SWAT coming in and calls headquarters to be like, I'll shoot these two women unless SWAT backs off. I can see in every direction at once um, because I am a god. Um, um, and so SWAT does back off, um, which is very funny. So he, um, SWAT backs off and he says, if anyone comes in or comes near him, there will be no more warnings. And just this, this gets Mitch riled Mm -hmm. and Mitch is like, what are we going to do? And Sloan tells Mitch, well, if someone is drowning, I'll call you, which Ooh, take that, lifeguards. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's so not even a burn. Like, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what you do. Yeah. Uh, and Mitch is like, 
I do more than guard the beach. I guard lives. He doesn't say that, but that's he's feeling mm-hmm. that. He, I'm an architect also and an ex-Navy <laughs> SEAL, uh, and I will be paralyzed in an episode or two. Spoilers, we're recording this episode out of order. <laughs> ha I am the one who guards the lifeguard's life when the lifeguard's <laughs> life needs guarding. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so Mitch asks Ron, he's like, I got to do something. Ron, give me a schematic for the storm drain. Yes. And then he pulls out the fiber optic camera. And I'm like, oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. So what happens here then is K- Kilmer says one of the two, Summer or Stephanie, will go with him in the helicopter mm-hmm. that Sloan is going to send him. Yes. And the other will stay there. Now, Stephanie noticed that Kilmer is making a bomb to potentially kill whomever remains. Making a bomb are, out of what? What and when? Yes, exactly. And like he, okay, because he, this is a man. Uh, there's many bad things we could say about <laughs> this man who's a murderer. But one of the good things we could say is, so far he seems quite frugal. Um, yeah. All he did was come with the clothes that he stole from someone he killed. Yeah. And he wore those. So what would he have even had on him to make the bomb? Yeah. And his his bomb deactivator is just like two ram chips taped to a piece of cardboard that he puts <laughs> plastic around. And but somehow this turns into what looks like a fancy key fob that has the words activate and deactivate on the two buttons. Was he just carrying this case around in case he found the things to make a bomb deactivator? I have an image for you. Oh, please. Give me one second here. Mm -hmm. I need to find it. It's in my, as Morgan knows, I have a giant folder I keep. Mm -hmm. All these pictures from over the years that I have saved. And sometimes I find something good and sometimes it's hard to find them. Um, (laughs) Is this the one? Uh, Okay. It just made me think of this. (laughs) This is from... uh, Ned's declassified, Ned's declassified School Survival Guide. Ah. Uh, you know, the classic show with deadly monsters of death. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, activate, deactivate. It's just these really dumb, you know, th- how does this work? He's been in, in prison for 17 years. Where did he learn to make this? Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. Um yeah. Now, and and also mm-hmm. this is right around the time where he where Stephanie points out, like, how do we know that your bomb deactivator is going to do anything? He goes, I wouldn't want to defuse the tension. Um, I know, he says, what do not want to kill? Uh, kill like kill, kill the them. suspense, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. I love it so much. <laughs> Batman? Um, <laughs> we don't want to kill the suspense, Batman. Yeah, he feels like a fucking Tim Burton Batman. He, he he looks like he could be, you know, like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yes, right? absolutely. He totally, honestly, we should recast. <laughs> we yeah. should recast this guy as the Riddler. God, mm. yes. Oh, I would kill to see this entire episode get redone. But the only difference is Jim Carrey is playing Kilmer. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to see that. I want to see Kilmer being every character in Batman. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the, the trailer for the new Riddler movie that looks terrible? No. Um, it's No, it tell looks, me about it. It looks very dumb. 
And the the main thing about it that I think is particularly stupid is so the it's just like a teaser trailer and the cops go into a diner and arrest the Riddler um, and the camera pans down into his latte and there's a question mark made of milk foam on the latte. And, <laughs> and I have a lot of questions. Me and my partner were talking about this afterwards. Please did, tell me your questions. Did the barista do that? Did he do that? Did he walk into a diner and be like, make me a latte with no, a question made, mark on top? He made the latte. What if? What but, if he's also a barista? I mean, I guess so. Look, the whole Riddler business doesn't pay as much these That's days. That's true. You know, That's crime true. crime doesn't pay. It's true. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not a high salary. So you also have to work as a barista. And he's very yeah. good at his job. I believe it. You know? So they come in and they just see... The question mark. And that's like the entire trailer because it's just a teaser trailer. That's dumb. Yes. Who's who's playing the Riddler? I don't remember. Wait. OK, let's look this up. <laughs> All I remember is the stupid question mark latte. The Riddler movie. It's going to be played by. OK, so Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yes. Oh, I saw this picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's. Have you seen the outfit? For the Riddler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very good. No. <laughs> no, I mean, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. Um, here, we'll we'll post this in here for posterity. Yep. Oh, uh, my God. This is it's, this is the one with uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman and Jeffrey Wright as Gordon, which actually I'm very excited for. And Andy Serkis as uh, Alfred, which, okay, I well, mean, that's, come on. That's amazing. That's, yes. that's, that's amazing. Um, um, but yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm this movie looks like it's going to be awful, but I am very excited. Yeah, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a an article where he talks about. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, that uh, the inspiration for my outfit was the Zodiac Killer. I'm like, no one knows who the Zodiac (laughs) Killer is, you numb nuts. That can't that's not accurate. Yeah. Uh, But also for us to watch later, Morgan, here Mm -hmm. is this. Uh, someone added Ooh. Jim Carrey's The Riddler to the Batman trailer. Oh, boy. Yes, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, that outfit looks dumb. It mm-hmm. looks like a ghillie suit. Um, yeah. It, it, I have, I need more time to think of a better insult. Uh, <laughs> but rest assured, I will think of one. I believe in you. Um, um now our next scene. Mm-hmm. Is the start of the second montage, which it sure uh, is. The original track is from an artist that I like to make fun of a lot. Okay, and that is Mike Oldfield. Uh, do you All know right. Mike Oldfield is? I, I do not. Uh, he has these albums that are instrumental called Tubular Bells. Ah, uh, uh, this is from Tubular Bells Two, and uh, in the original and. It, it's popular enough that like tubular bells one was one of the things that uh, England wanted to represent at the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, um, mm. when that when it was over there. But granted, so was Morrissey. So I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I love Morrissey. Whatever. Uh, but I, on the other hand, get silly willy Vasily. Uh, oh boy! And there's no lyrics, so it's a true Vasily classic. But it goes on for fucking ever. This is. Like, yeah. I kept on wondering, thinking, like, okay, maybe, like, in the original, there's just dialogue to this whole thing. but Right? 
not, not in your version either, I don't think. Nope. Right? It's not just at all. so weird and awkward. Yeah, it's very weird. It's just like the the way I described it in my notes was a funky montage of everyone being stressed. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. Like because the, the track I get is also instrumental, but it's very just like 80s synth, like noodly, funky, weird. Like it sounds like someone is just like overlaying multiple um, like default tracks that come with a 90s Casio keyboard um and it's it's very dumb and it goes on forever until finally uh Mitch and Matt whoa 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 whoa, whoa. let's talk about some of the things that happen in in this in this sure montage I know first off I do want to say I wouldn't have picked this music uh no. you know when I am stressed you know, <laughs> what I want to listen to is not you know Silly Willie Vasily or Michael Fields Tubular Bells too, you know. I gotta say, some days you kind of want to listen to the Gero Gero Gay Gay Gay, <laughs> right? And you want to listen, not even necessarily Tokyo Anal Dynamite. You want to listen to some of their other classics, like um, yeah. Look at this list here: uh, Piss Shower Girlfriend, <laughs> um, um, Hell Driver. Mm. Um, Senzuri power up. Senzuri in Japanese means one thousand strokes. Sure, so it's just a masturbation reference. Ah, um, so the, or even the opposite of one mm-hmm. punch man. Yeah, it's Senzuri punch man. <laughs> uh, or even the classic Gara Gara Gay Gay album, Senzuri Champion. Mm. Wow, the champion of jerking it. This is a real onanistic episode. Sure of, is. Uh, babe, that's because no one's going to listen to it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, yeah, so what we get is people walking, uh, Mitch and Matt walking and going through the old storm drain on like some sort of adventure, the helicopter being flown in. Like it's all of it's really boring. Um, Stephanie getting handcuffed. Like, all these, like, shots were, they clearly needed establishing shots, mm-hmm. and they thought, that's the perfect time for some music. Yeah. But they also could have just not had the establishing shots, yeah. technically. Um, we're like, okay, Mitch is, needs to go to the storm drain. Mitch is in the storm drain. Yeah. Uh, the helicopter. Okay, sure, yeah, the helicopter comes in. Uh yeah, uh, we get so much footage of the helicopter just in the air. Like, I mean, look, right? we, we, uh, the helicopter fans of Baywatch, <laughs> you know, they're, they're getting, they're finally getting their chance. They're True. finally getting satiated. True. Um, now, also, um, we we get Mitch and Matt welding through the storm drain. Yes. To come uh, with sand coming out of it, mm-hmm. come out from under. This is a wild choice. It's so weird. Yeah, they stick um, Hobie's spy camera in a piece of pipe and then like stick it out of the sand and turn it around so they can see. But they realize, uh oh, they're ten feet short of the it's tower. Ten, it's ten feet short. <laughs> just get in there and just get out. It's um, ten feet. It's ten feet, and the uh, the chopper's here, so there's no more time. Your stride is like four feet. Just just yeah. take two steps. You're done. You're yes, there. but instead we get maybe one of the best sequences in Baywatch ever. Well, but wait, before we do that, because yes. we got to lead up to that. Oh yeah, is we find out that they're the bomb. 
mm-hmm. is on a timer. Yeah. And it will detonate in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Unless he de- unless Kilmer deactivate it mm-hmm. with that button that says deactivate. Yeah. The opposite of activate. Mm-hmm. Technically, according to the uh, dictionary I just used online. <laughs> um, I looked up antonyms, and deactivate is an antonym of activate. They Good to know. Um, in case you didn't know, you're always learning something here at yeah. Baywatch Rookie School. Absolutely. A podcast. We're two men. <laughs> um, and uh, so unless he's airborne and deactivate it. Deactivates it. Mm-hmm. So Mitch and Matt decide to do what, Morgan? Uh, well, they decide to do a little thing that Mitch proposes, uh, but Matt says, no, it's it's too dangerous, uh, which is that uh, Mitch is uh, going to carve some more of the storm drain away uh, and then act like a little worm and squiggle through the sand towards the <laughs> tower. Um, and it is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, of course you like this too, but it only builds in hilarity as we see a bunch of scenes of this like bump in the sand, like moving. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucking Smith, funny. It's so good. And then eventually, eventually he gets up out of the sand and we see that that's why they brought scuba tanks with them. Yeah, Which, because he needs air. For the eventual part of the plan that was him sandworming it. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, how else were they supposed to get through? I guess so. They're on a beach. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, so Mitch does end up surfacing under the tower um, and Kilmer's leaving the tower. With oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, before that, before that, mm-hmm. we get another amazing Kilmer line. Oh, yes. Summer says to Kilmer, do you care about anybody but yourself? And he says, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to figure out which way I want to do this. So I want to do it like <laughs> the Joker, I'm so serious, or like a Jerry, like Seinfeld, you know, kind of yeah. version. Uh, uh, Jerry, I'm so full of care. That's why I'm so careful. Oh, God, what a good line. Someone someone did an extra just little bit of cocaine before writing all of Kilmer's dialogue. <laughs> Schwartz and, and oh, Burke yet again. Yeah. um i feel like what i've noticed is that um deborah schwartz when she writes episodes there's some cocaine happening i feel like she's a coke fiend Mm -hmm. like in a good way i think i think i think i don't don't know (laughs) i hope so Um, i hope you're okay deborah (laughs) yeah right blink twice if you need our help Um, we can't see we're a podcast (laughs) we have no eyes blink with your ears Um, With your special ears. (laughs) Um, But yes, Mitch Mitch surfaces his little sandworm body under the tower. um, And then Kilmer and Summer decide to leave the tower together under a blanket so that the SWAT team can't tell them apart. Um, And so then Stephanie starts trying to escape while the bomb timer counts down. Um... And then Mitch is hiding under the ramp off of the tower and uh, manages to pull the blanket off of Summer and tackle Kilmer to the ground. So the two of them fight for a while and the bomb deactivator falls in the sand. They fight, but this fight, it's so terrible. Okay, so Morgan, on a scale of one to ten, (laughs) with 
a 10 being the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, mm-hmm. the fight scene, the bar fight scene. Where would you rate this? This is like a 2. This is so Ooh. bad. Ooh. The choreography is dumb. The sound effects are awful. Um, yeah, no, it was bad. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Wow. How about you? Um, well, the fight choreography is pretty fucking bad. Mitch does a judo throw and Kilmer somehow does a head scissors, which I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work in real life. Only in pro wrestling, my dude. You can't just, and I'm like, where did it, where did Kilmer get that leg strength? Holy yeah. shit, these, this dude's thighs are insane. He didn't need a gun, he just needed to use his thighs. Like, yeah. Xenia on a top in, in Golden... <laughs> no, was it Golden... Not in GoldenEye. Was it World's Not Enough? One of those two Bond movies where she just has sex with dudes and then kills them with their thighs afterwards, and she's like, took out the trash. That's what he is. He's <laughs> the male Xenia on a top. Yeah. I, uh, I have not seen this particular Bond movie, or actually almost any of them. But uh, uh, <laughs> it's I mean, look, everything you need to know is right there. She kills yeah. dudes with her thighs. No, I mean, it's, I feel like I feel like I've got a pretty good idea of it. I also I will say I watched a movie <laughs> recently uh, called Double Agent 73, uh, which I will recommend uh, if you don't mind. Uh, porn? Well, not quite. <laughs> is it a porn? Is it a porno? It's. It's sexploitation. Um, okay. It is It is a 1974 film uh, starring Chesty Morgan, who, in fact, oh. has a 73-inch bust um, and uses that to kill people. Why haven't I seen this movie? I, I awesome. don't know. It's, it's actually, I, that, it's either the first or second one in the series. Is it on Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only streaming service I trust. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the sequel to Deadly Weapons, which is another sexploitation no, film. But not Deadly Weapon. Deadly no. Weapons. Deadly Weapons. But I assume the Deadly Weapons are also boobs. It's, it's yes, it's still Chesty Morgan and it's still her boobs. Um, so wait, does she like slam down on people with the boobs? Is that um, so I was a little disappointed when I watched them that there was much less boob-involved killing than I was hoping for. Um, but I believe she does smother someone with them in the first movie. And then in the second movie, she gets cameras surgically implanted into her breasts uh, that she uses to take spy pictures. Um, what? But She's in the Signal Corps? The problem, the problem is that the cameras are set to explode in 72 hours. So if what? she can't make it back to headquarters, she's gonna die. What the fuck? It's a very weird movie. Um, what is th- this? Is this is adult Spy Kids? I'm just saying. <laughs> this is like if, if Spy Kids had any cojones, mm-hmm. they would have done that. Um, but yeah, it's this this director uh, Doris Wishman, who she was like one of the only female directors working in this space. Uh, and produced just like a shit ton of movies in the, I think as far back as the 50s is when her career started, if I remember correctly. Um, and I've watched a few of hers because they were on the um, Criterion collection. Um, so but, would you say any of the fight scenes in that are better than this one? Honestly, I'm not sure. They're about on the same level. Wow. Uh, they're very low budget movies. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, yes, I look. You you can't tell you you get the picture of Zini on the top. I get the picture of that movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it speaks for itself. <laughs> you know what um, else speaks for itself, Morgan? What is that? Mitch, he just presses that deactivation button over and over. Mm-hmm. And he didn't read the dictionary. Because if he did, he would have known that deactivate sometimes doesn't work. <laughs> I, I had a better idea of what to say going into that. And then I just, you know, it didn't it didn't go the way I wanted. Uh, I didn't deactivate that statement. Just like <laughs> that button didn't deactivate that bomb. <laughs> it's true. But then Mitch just gets to kick a gun out of Kilmer's hands, and he keeps kicking Kilmer in the head over and over, and it's kind it's of funny. true. Um, but then at that point, uh, Summer thankfully is free, so she runs in to go rescue Stephanie, um, and so they start trying to cut Stephanie loose, but she can't cut through handcuffs, um, and... So Stephanie's like, the key is over there in the cooler. So Stephanie grabs it. But uh oh, what's that? She's too short. Um, <laughs> uh, this is Chesty Morgan, by the way. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 73 inch bust. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, it looks very painful. It must cause a lot of back problems. Oh, yeah. I I am already feeling for her. Oh, yeah. I, I am worried. Um, but uh, eventually Summer starts yelling for Mitch and Mitch has gotten bored of fighting Kilmer at this point. Uh, so Mitch comes in and unhooks Stephanie and they all slow-mo jump one after the other off the tower as if there was an explosion well, behind we, them, but there is well, no explosion. So my question, mm-hmm. so they, yeah, they all jump off the tower slow-mo shots um and uh Hobie appears and he's telling them come on dad who the fuck let this child on the beach mhm there's an active shooter i also wondered that yes um, ooh, ooh. this is like this is like the scene from the room where Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero and mom mm-hmm. um appear on the roof randomly just like all of a sudden they're just there and you're like, wait, where the fuck were you? And then Jackie appears, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Why are you here? Um, and but we do get my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Which is the tower blowing up. Uh, and it's honestly pretty cool. Like they don't like they do the shot uh, with them running. And in the same shot, you get to see it blowing up behind them. It's not like a cutaway. So mm-hmm. you know that they did that in like one take. And that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. I yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then they cut back to Kilmer and he's doing. Ah, ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha, ha. He's doing such a good evil villain laugh as he gets captured and taken away. Uh, and we learn that Slade is in the hospital. But don't worry, he's going to be fine. Fuck. And that's I'm so unhappy. I'm so disappointed. I no, know. It, the, the actual end of the episode is they show this dramatic, they have this dramatic music and they show the blown up tower. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Mitch and Hobie really sadly staring at it. And then it cuts to black. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. That's your ending? Not like, I love you, dad. I love you too, Hobie. And no, it's like, wow, life really sucks, don't yeah. it? And 
Uh, oh, it's a it's a weird it's a weird episode. It is. Speaking of weird, on a scale of one to ten, where one is discovering that love is dead, and ten <laughs> is discovering that you have a gold prospecting forty nine year uncle who left you a gold boot in his will. Morgan, where would you rate this episode? Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, I kind of loved this one, um, and maybe it is because I had just finished watching The Last Airbender before I started watching this episode. <laughs> it is, I can't discount that as a possibility. Sure. But I I had a good time. I thought Kilmer was goofy as shit and a fun, hammy villain. Um, this plot didn't feel shitty in any way, which was a refreshing change of pace for Baywatch. Um you know, it was it felt like what I wish Baywatch was more often. Um, and so I'm going to give this episode a nine. Um, Whoa. I I genuinely really liked it. Um, I didn't have to pause it and get up and go do something else at any point during this episode, which I normally do. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. And I'm going to say that a nine is the experience of... Um, Finally getting cast in Hollywood, you know, it's going to be your breakout role and, you know, it doesn't end up being your breakout role. So it's not quite a 10, but you know what? You got to go and just ham it the fuck up with David Hasselhoff for like, you know, however many three or four days this took to shoot. And it, that sounds like it's just a great fucking experience. So I'm going to call that, that does, honestly, honestly, hanging out with David Hasselhoff does sound really fun. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Michael? Well, first off, I want to say, did you see, I assume you did, the um, David Hasselhoff New Year's post? Oh, God, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's so like, good. Happy New Year, especially to Desmond Tutu, rest in peace. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, unfortunately, this is going to be our second um, Gilligan's Island episode. Really? Uh, that bad? I... It, throughout my notes kept saying i'm so bored really like, so bored yeah i was maybe it was i was just in the funk i don't know mm -hmm. but ah uh, man i was yeah i i did not have a lot of fun watching this episode and like oh. i agree that the the corny lines are corny and some of them are like oh my god i'm gonna like you know fa like face palmingly bad uh which is always fun uh, I think the things got sort of interesting near the end um, when it got to like after the the final montage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, they're doing a head scissor. Oh, my God, he's going to get the <laughs> shit out of him. Oh, my God, there's an explosion. What? Why is this little kid here? Um, but most of it, I was bored. So I am going to give it a three, um, mm -hmm. which Sorry, yeah, it's very different from your nine. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's not fine. We can't ever disagree. <laughs> uh, that's not how this works. Uh, but I'm going to say a three is uh, Hulk Hogan's recent social media activity. Oh, uh, boy. Where Hulk Hogan... Uh, okay, look, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I hate Hulk Hogan, but I also love Hulk Hogan. Um, I hate Hulk Hogan because he's a piece of shit. Sure. But I love Hulk Hogan because he constantly gets like gets his comeuppance, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, 
constantly everyone's like i fucking hate him he's the worst he sucks shit keeps happening to him um like it, it kind of sucks to be hulk hogan other than the cole gawker thing that one he, he won <laughs> and uh i i I find that very funny as well, because I, I actually kind of almost dislike Peter Thiel more than I dislike Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But they're both I, I, pieces of shit. <laughs> they are. But I hate Hulk Hogan um, and I love him, which is also going to make it very interesting when we watch Thunder in Paradise. Oh, yeah. Which is going to happen at some point in this calendar year, which I am not prepared for. Um, now, um Having said that, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan recently on Facebook replied to someone talking about vaccines. And he said that uh, a bunch of people got the vaccine that he knows and they all drop like flies. Then he deleted his Facebook reply. Uh, But of course, this is the Internet. So everybody screen capped it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what happened in response was pro wrestler famous pro wrestler bret hart tweeted out something about like i would never be afraid to you know uh you know get the vaccine getting the vaccine is important yada yada Mm -hmm. and a bunch of people were like yeah since when has hulk hogan ever been afraid of getting the jab it's fucking he's did roids like fucking nobody's business um and then bret hart fucking ruined himself by creating an nft so you know uh (laughs) Uh, goodwill only goes so far. Now, let's talk about some of the INDB reviews. Um, these reviews are actually quite short. There's three of them. Uh, right. Short enough that I can read to you all of them. It's a one, a two, and a one. Uh, Bombers <laughs> Fly Up says, why do any of the things he does? What a stupid episode. That review is titled Baywatch! Exclamation point. Um, uh, Sandcrab 7, let's see, which one do I want to do first? Sandcrab 277 gives it a 2 out of se- two out of 10, says, episodes getting worse. He says, this program is getting to look more like a cop show each week, because the writers aren't satisfied with plain old rescues. So they have to throw in drama about murders, robbery, and kid- kidnapping. Give us more eye candy, please, instead of all the drama. Disagree. Um, I disagree with him. Um, now... Sandcrab722 gives it a 1 out of 10 and titles his review Nadir. Oh. Classic. Classic unhinged Sandcrab722. Um, <laughs> he says, Hoby, H O A B Y, which I, I love. Hoby. <laughs> I just like saying that. Hoby invents a thing to spy on naked women. Then a blood thirsty psychopath genius goes on a rampage sounds familiar k but this one is also an incredible dork badly made short thriller all right i mean i i mean i guess i guess so yeah um let's talk about our next episode um is a guest episode and it is called stakeout at surf rider beach the baywatch right. wiki description is an actress who is running from two crooks to save by mitch he decides to help her capture them while guido attempts to convince his visiting mother that he is a lifeguard now the imdb description is mitch meets and falls for lena fioli 
Lina Fioli, a famous <laughs> Italian actress in town to shoot a movie, and who was stopped by two low life youths after some of her money. Meanwhile, Guido asked CJ and Summer to help him impress his visiting mother after he lies to her saying that he works as a lifeguard. Did you like my accent? It was very good. I actually distilled that after my Italian uh, finance professor in college who uh, was obsessed with Warren Buffett. I think I've mentioned him on this podcast before. He says things like, who doesn't love Warren Buffett? He's kind. <laughs> I do he's, remember this. He's kind. He's gracious. Everybody loves Warren Buffett. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, very Vlad, very Dracula-esque. Mm-hmm. Um but also very funny that you love Warren Buffett. So Oh, extremely. Um, um But yeah, yeah, I uh you know, we definitely haven't recorded that episode already. And so I wink. Wink. wonder what we'll think of that episode. Wink? Um I actually don't remember. I, it's been I, a while. I think I don't remember the number score. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that'll be a bonus treat for me. When I edit it later at some point. I'll tell you, it's a good episode. Yeah. All of, of them are. Of, our, of our podcast. <laughs> I mean, of our, pod, our podcast episodes are. I don't know what oh, yeah. you share. Oh, no, no, no. I meant our podcast as well. <laughs> okay. okay, great, great, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael, uh, you have you have any less, last thoughts or should we uh, should we wrap this one up? Any last Thoughts? Batman? Uh, I think I did have one. Hold up. Where was it? I don't... You know what? I don't know. All right. I don't think so. I just want to say it's 2022. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, wait, actually, hold on. I think I do. Hold on. One second. Where is this? All right. Oh, no, I don't. I, uh, I do not have any, any thoughts. I'm just, you know, vibing, driving. It's the last, it's my last day as 30 years old. Yeah. Thriving. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thriving before I reach the world's worst number. <laughs> Why is 31 the worst number? Because nothing comes in units of 31. That's true. That's true. I, that's why it's my favorite number. Nothing. No ah. one likes 31. It's a pointless number. Hmm. Like 21? Okay. Sure. Great. Sure. 32? That sounds like a good number. 33. Yeah. Oh, man. 33 has something magical to it. 31, n- n- like that, two of that is 62. 62 is a pointless number as well. <laughs> doubly as pointless as 31. You're think- two away from 64, which is great. Yeah. I think uh I think 31's a prime number, isn't it? Probably that's even more pointless. <laughs> Who likes prime numbers? They're dumb. Sure is a prime number. They're so dumb that they use them as therapy anchoring techniques. That's how dumb prime numbers are. I don't think I knew that. Well yeah, will you count prime numbers? I yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's just one of those anchoring techniques people do. Oh. It's why it's so it's like, wow, what is the least emotionally investing thing I can do? <laughs> Count prime numbers. Okay, that will bring me down. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but I think the last thing to say 
our our therapy anchor, if you will, is mm. thank you all so mm. much for yes. listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrap. I am at what's this actress's name again? Chesty <laughs> what? Chesty Morgan. Chest. <laughs> I I kind of want to change my name to Chesty Morgan. I think Fuck it. I'm going to change my name on Twitter to Chesty Morgan. Uh, it's going to be really dumb. And <laughs> if I have it right, sense for like months until this episode I know, comes. Out. I know. But right now it says in, it's titled insert placeholder joke here. Mm. Um, so that's why it's going to be Chesty Morgan. Um, yep. And you can find Chesty Morgan at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And just remember, 73-inch bust looks fucking painful. And oh, my God. It's I don't, so horrible. God, I feel so bad for her. Uh, also, apparently all of her dialogue in both the movie she was in was overdubbed. Uh, because what? She has such a thick, uh, I believe, Ukrainian accent that she was completely unintelligible. Um, oh, that's, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my my Chesty Morgan fact for today. And wow, that, I hope we have a weekly Chesty Morgan fact segment. I make no promises, especially because we're recording this out of order, and so we've already recorded many of the episodes after it. Well, I expect <laughs> one and another one, and if some episodes for now, we'll see. Yes. <laughs>